Welcome to the Plastic Things Podcast. Good evening, folks, and a hearty welcome to our drive-in theater. They called her One-Eye. Rated X. Every one of you watching this screen, look out. Bloodiest thing that ever happened in front of a camera. It is addictive and destructive. This drive-in theater is radioactive. Popcorn, popcorn, everyone for popcorn. Welcome to the Plastic Fangs Podcast. I'm John Ramsey. And I'm Rodney Self. Tonight we have a very, very, very special guest. He is one of the stars from the documentary At the Drive-In, directed by Alexander Manelli. He is an inspiration to fans of film, drive-ins, and dare I say dreams. He works at the Mahoning Drive-In that you've heard us talk about. Uh, He is a partner, film booker, and curator there. Without any further ado, I bring you the man, the myth, the legend, the laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> was that a cue? That, that was, was a cue, cue yes. <laughs> Virgil Cardamone. Thank you Thank for being you here. Yes. It's so yes. great to be here. It's so oh. great to see you guys. Oh, you as well, man. Um, you know, at the drive-in, the, the documentary, I, I, I mean... This thing has has grown. It's got uh, legs. It does. It does have legs. I remember seeing the trailer. In fact, I think John and I we both saw the trailer. I mm-hmm. bought it because I was like, "Oh, I go to that place. Oh, I want to see this." Mm-hmm. And then I brought it over to your house so you could see. It. Oh yeah. Well, and and we, we watched it and we were like, "This documentary is amazing. It's filled with." people that are that are us you know people that go to the horror cons people that that love the old movies that love film the first thought i had in my head was dude we have to go we we've got to go and so uh what was the very oh i know because i'm looking at the poster right now uh my first time at the mahoning demolition man and uh last action hero come on talk about a double Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, Demolition Man. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Jack Slater, Whoa! the last action hero. But I mean, it's like we just we love that, and we were like, we were always thinking, what would be a great double feature? We were thinking Demolition Man, and y'all did it. Right, right there, baby, hit it out the park. Great minds think alike. <laughs> Because I, I think those both came out around the same time also. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's so. right in that sweet spot of like the beefcake action era. You know, you get mm-hmm. a little bit of Stallone. You get a little bit of uh, Schwarzenegger as well. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong. And Last Action Hero, finally mm-hmm. to have an excuse to play it. I wasn't going to miss <laughs> it. I love that film. It, it speaks to me in such like a, a, a core visceral mm-hmm. way. The idea of getting literally sucked into your favorite movie and living out this fantasy was something that really, you know, hit home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. My first uh, weekend going there was, it was the double decker weekend. Nice. Of, uh, n- yeah. Night of the creeps and uh, monster squad. Great lineup. I got good news and bad news, girls. The good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. Night. Of the creeps. 
You know who to call when you have ghosts. But who do you call when you have monsters? We're the Monster Squad. What's a squad? But having watched the movie and, and just the heart and the the style and just the I mean just the story of everything. But then actually going there because you know we watched it at home on on the big screen tv and hd and everything but man when you get there it's like field of dreams yeah it's breathtaking you know it is like for for me i'd already been going but uh, i just remember showing up and i was like whoa this what is this this place is like not say out in the middle of nowhere but i'm like I didn't know this existed and I didn't know it needed to be in my life. (laughs) You know, it was just like, when I walked in, I went, Oh, there's VHS on the wall. Hey, I mean, it's just, you just felt like you're home. You felt like you just got home. And then watching the documentary, I'm just going, I recognize that person. I recognize (laughs) that person. Oh my God. I've talked to that person. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's crazy. But it was all crossover. The the theater Mm -hmm. in general is very familial Mm -hmm. and to have the documentary have that same type of feel it's, the perfect extension of what we are. And like you said, it's, it has so much heart. It literally is mm-hmm. our hearts on screen. And we made a point from the beginning, once Al really dedicated uh, to what he was doing, we said, look, nothing's going to be off limits. Mm-hmm. One of the big cells with him uh, choosing to make the documentary about the Mahoning was because we were so open and we mm-hmm. were so, you know, gung ho where, I say it, you know, running drive-in movie theaters is an old man's game. There's a lot of, you know, second, third generation families that have been running it for years and their kids are involved, but usually the case is they're kind of set in their their old ways. So mm-hmm. the appeal of seeing, you know, a, a ragtag bunch of friends come in and really kind of turn the industry on its head and challenge the industry and all that stuff i think really um inspired a lot of people to come to the mahoning mm-hmm. and that's the beauty is like you said you got you shared it with a friend mm-hmm. just like when people visit the mahoning they feel like they have to tell a friend the documentary has the same appeal where people yeah. will mm-hmm. say oh my god my, my buddy told me i needed to watch it on amazon prime and now i'm hooked i'm here every weekend and mm-hmm. it's a great extension for sure Oh, absolutely. And we what is the place we stay at? Oh, at the uh the Mahoning Inn. Yes, the Mahoning nice. Inn. Yeah. Oh, dude, I've yeah. been this I've been there. That's like my seventh or no, maybe like ninth time was I went last this past October. Right. Uh for, for Halloween. Uh, so yeah, right, so yeah. That, yeah oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I say it's not for everybody, but mm-hmm. you know, because it is kind of like the discount strip hotel. <laughs> but if you especially if you're coming in to see right. some like trashy movies. Yeah, it kind of works perfectly. I always I, tell people our it. partner hotel is the uh, the country inn and suites, which is. <laughs> ah, but we had gotten in there that Thursday, and we uh, of course hit up the Walmart, you know, to get some supplies. And you can look out because that Walmart is like on top of a mountain, you know, the most scenic Walmart on the planet. Yeah, it's gorgeous. <laughs> and, and let me tell you about this uh, Lee Heighton um, Mahoning. Uh, what is it that football player township what is it Jim um thorpe. jim thorpe right this whole thing and of course you know allentown is there yeah this this whole place is just it's majestic dude 
I mean, you know, you got friggin' mountains everywhere. If you're coming from Ohio where everything's flat, you're going to be in for a surprise. Uh, your nose might start bleeding because uh, of elevation. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, we got to the Walmart and just John's like, hey, hey, look over there. And he pointed and you look over and you see the world's largest screen you can see it so uh, obviously you got to take pictures of you know me holding it in my hand <laughs> i it's mean become as much of a staple stop at the mahoning as the marquee yeah because people will ask hey what's there to do and i'm always like you gotta see the view at the walmart and they yeah. like, what type of podunk place is this you know but it's true like you get up there and you're like why is this a walmart this is oh, gorgeous man. Uh, well, I will say that uh, it's it's not so bad if it's a Walmart when you didn't pack like um, <laughs> it <rain>. is convenient. <laughs> well, right when you didn't pack like rain shoes and it's raining the whole yeah. weekend and you have to John, I think it was bad. Batmania for Batmania, we had to buy boots at the Walmart because it was it was yeah, it was what a deluge uh, that Friday. Live and you learn. <laughs> yeah, that was one of our really bad. Um, uh days last year was was really? that man event as oh, far as of the weather event. yeah mm. but uh but i mean just that whole visiting the area you know so kind of preparing for you know uh friday we went to the allentown white castle yes because i mean <laughs> Love it. i'm like dude is there a you know what what kind of food is around here if you ever go to that one virgil don't order your, your your sliders without onions <laughs> because john had gotten his with onions and and was done eating by the time i got him yeah <laughs> so just just a pointer if you ever go there i've i've learned my lesson from um that white castle when i was running a vineyard we had a remote location in the mall right by uh, oh, that okay. white mm -hmm. castle and it's so hard not to turn in and be like I'm going to just grab a burger or 30, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to crave case. It's a mistake. Every time I, I did it, I was like, all right, I just got to stop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, oh, yeah, Lee Heighton in general, I always say is the uh, fast food capital. As you're on your way in, you pass through and mm -hmm. it's every single fast food you could possibly want. Mm -hmm. So you got to uh, fight it off. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, you know, so, so those are the, a couple of things you know, that we typically do when we, we go, because essentially this is what we did the first time. So obviously, you know, we're creatures of habit. Oh yeah. Wal Walmart and fast food. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because that's, that is the big question we get is yeah. what is there to do, especially when people, you know, are making a, a weekend out of it or camping or staying at a hotel. And I always tell them, head into Jim Thorpe, walk through yeah. town. There's amazing shops. Mm -hmm. But if you're somebody who is even remotely outdoorsy, mm -hmm. it's an incredible, like you said, country mm -hmm. scenic area that yeah. it's almost impossible to not find some mm -hmm. sort of beauty in the area through a, you know, a hike, a walk, a, a drive, whatever it is. So it's pretty easy to entertain yourself in the area. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you, one that will provide several hours of pleasurable relaxation and diversion for you and your family. Did you fail to dress up for tonight's show? No tie, an old shirt and slacks, a house dress? Well, don't give it a thought. We're glad you came as you are. We just want you to enjoy yourselves. 
when y'all open the gates on a on a Friday, what time? So traditional gates yeah. open at six o'clock. Yeah. Um, sometimes that will change depending on sunlight or sundown mm-hmm. um, hours. But we do extended events as well. If we have vendors there, we traditionally will um, or have known be known to open the gates early. But six o'clock is the traditional. If we have a line going all the way down the road and it's becoming an issue with traffic, of course, we open up a little bit early, but we always promote that six o'clock start time um, and show time at sundown. Because I mean, I remember, you know, that first trip, I think the first night it was raining and, and so we were in line and everything, but when we got there, the rain kind of cleared away. And when we, when we drove in, you kind of drive, you know, down a little, you know, through the woods and then boom, it opens up and it's like, it's like Disney world. It really is. For a cinephile, it really is. I mean, we hear that a lot where Mm -hmm. there's just no comparison. If if you are somebody Mm -hmm. who doesn't have the drive-in culture in your life, Mm -hmm. it's really going to blow your mind because, you know, it's the greatest drive-in out there. But if, even if you are a drive-in fan, a diehard, somebody who considers themselves part of the culture you get there and see how special and unique and how much heart there is mm-hmm. and it's very difficult not to get hooked you Absolutely. know yeah it, it, it's addictive <laughs> it really is yeah a hundred percent i mean we have dry, a few driving theaters here in virginia none of them can hold a candle to the experience they're good but yeah they're not the mahoney they're just no. <laughs> hey, hey first and foremost the popcorn at the why, why, well, I, that's I, not here to besmirch yeah, okay, any so, other so, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but the popcorn at the mahoney is the best <laughs> it really is that baby 100%. it really is <laughs> yeah you throw some old bay on that popcorn <laughs> we got some special trade secrets mm. that we've been rocking for years well it is great because when we first started this venture the whole idea was let's find a way to stand out um, as well as sticking with our heart and the 35 millimeter and all that stuff but last year when every single drive-in across the country was showing retro movies my favorite quote of last year was when the world goes retro it's clear the Mahoning is king there you because, go. You know, right down the road, you got somebody showing Ghostbusters one and two. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they'll go there and be like, "Why is this not as you know magical as the Mahoney experience?" And I think it really does have to do with that fan appreciation, that fan experience. You know, versus a business money grab. We've never been that. We've been more about the immersive atmosphere of it all when we got there for the for the my first time uh, and everything you know of course john and i had talked so much about it and there was so much hype behind it and and even all the talk and all the hype wasn't enough for that first experience and you know when we get there it's like you know oh there's the there's the building you know uh there's the screen you know uh you pick out your parking spot and john's really good at getting a parking spot by the way. well I, I get there early i yeah. get there when the gates open that's the move that's the move. but then i see i see you it's it's virgil from i was like i'm, like, I'm gonna i'm gonna go talk to him you know it's kind of like seeing um you know the uh the, the lead singer of a band or you know a member of a band before they go on stage <laughs> and you're kind of like thinking you know is it okay to talk to him is it <laughs> 
is it all right i mean are they are they like in a zone where you know i mean is it like um who is getting it getting um, gig ready exactly you know <laughs> is it like the lead singer of uh, credence uh, clearwater uh john fogarty you know yep. uh who doesn't like people to look at him in the eyes you know kind of That's thing right I mean, no eye contact for the folks but man you were just so approachable you know i just walked up and i was like hey you know virgil i'm you know rodney and you know, john and you know we came from Fredericksburg, Virginia, and, you know, and you were just, I mean, the smiles and all that, and you, you sat, I mean, you talked to us, you know, I mean, for five, ten minutes, which, I mean, is a lot of time, especially when you got people coming in, and you got oh, a yeah. business to run. Well, in a weird way, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm the booker, I'm the curator, so mm. once the show is actually happening, my work is done. Mm. So as you guys know, I run the radio show once the show actually oh, yeah. begins and the gates open, yes. but if I'm not on the radio, I, that's pretty much my role is just being the smiling face, the guy that welcomes people into the family because I appreciate it so much. It, it really is a situation of, as you guys know, I've been talking about running a drive-in since I was 13, literally talking about running one, not just going to one. Mm -hmm. So the idea that it comes to fruition and it's not just a drive-in, it's literally the coolest drive-in in American history mm -hmm. is something that I don't take lightly. And I look at it as, you know, very much a destined situation where I am. That's why we always like to pay it forward with, you know, kind of being the inspiration uh, to feed people's bellies because that's what I want and love out of the the things that I love and inspire me. I grew up uh, going to uh, Nagshead, North Carolina every year, you know, as a vacation spot. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, it's a thing that, you know, a tradition like Christmas or Easter or whatever. Um, and I can say over the last couple of summers, the Mahoning has, has become that. And I love it. But dude, the secret's getting out. So, and I akin it to, you know, it's like, you know what? I, I went to Comic-Con when it was about comics. And now we got Buffy the Vampire Slayer, our, uh, <laughs> you know, here. No, no, no. You're thinking, well, like, why is Glee here? Yeah. Why is the cast of Glee at my Comic-Con, you know? Or horror movie conventions before The Walking Dead, right? You know? It's like, hey, I met oh, yeah. the cast of Christine and Eddie Munster and paid $15 for all their autographs. And now it's like Norman Reedus <laughs> is charging a thousand dollars for you totally. to just look at. So well, I mean, last year definitely was a a bar raised situation mm -hmm. because everybody and their mother came to us looking for a platform to get in front of their audience. You know, the drive-in really was the only safe option for a comedian uh you know a, a rock star uh whatever to to really try to get out there and put on any type of show possible so that really got um things rolling with the guests which we did guess before but you know the level of guests that we got uh starting last year really uh kicked it up a notch and i i get what you're saying because mm -hmm. I liken this whole thing to being in a band, which I was for years. I grew up on a stage and, you know, it definitely has this, you know, in the off season, we're practicing our craft. And then once we get into the season, we announce our shows, people go crazy. Then we actually get to the shows and, you know, they go nuts and you kind of ride that high, but yeah. it's, 
it's definitely a, a unique situation that we have on our hands and mm -hmm. I don't take it lightly for sure. We've lined up the top stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on our giant screen with the new colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading about. In 2019, you had Zach Galligan uh, from Gremlins. And I was like, oh my God, that's uh, that's amazing. And then right after that was, um, I, I believe it was, uh, it was yeah, Jason Lively from Night of the Creeps. And yeah. I was like, oh man, I wonder how 2020 is going to be. And then the world exploded. Uh, and then, <laughs> but then I, cause like, remember right, right there beginning, cause like you guys had announced um, you're going to do the thing. Yeah. Uh, the John Carpenter one and, and the one and the Howard Hawks one. But yep. then that everything got postponed. We're like, whoa, what is this even going to open? So there was like that weird thing, everything that whole touch and go. Yeah. So once I started hearing like, who, who, hold on, who, who did they get? <laughs> I mean, you get, you have, I mean, Bruce Campbell. Didn't you have the cast from like uh, Dream Warriors? We had, uh, yeah. we had the Dream yes. Warriors cast. Uh, we had um, Tom Savini was there last uh -huh. year. We Mark, had Bill Mark Mo Patton, right? We had Mark Patton there oh, as yeah. well for the, the Nightmare on Elm Street event. But it's, it's incredible because obviously now that some of those names are on the docket mm -hmm. it makes it easier to get some doors opened sure and we it's funny because when we started this whole thing we were really kind of figuring out what our place was in the industry and we certainly did find it but mm -hmm. we are not going to ever be i think the theater that's content and sure. we're always going to try to push the bar and raise the bar especially being you know, in a lot of people's eyes, the front runner for the industry. So, oh, yeah. you know, when we had the opportunity to bring Bruce in, even though it was a huge undertaking and, and in the middle of COVID-19, mm -hmm. but it, it was something that for us, it just made total sense because Hollywood had began embracing us with the documentary and more people supporting it and the word getting out. So working with this level of star, you know, just... Uh, kicked things off and we're happy to announce it definitely will continue a nice trajectory moving well, into 2021 i don't know have you heard of the horror hound magazine they do their conventions uh out in ohio oh yeah uh, cincinnati and columbus uh nathan hanneman who runs horror hound he's very approachable too and, and very nice and um uh you know talk to him at cons and it's where we we literally went you know, to Whorehound one year, the, the first year Walking Dead came out where Norman Reedus could walk without anyone attacking him, Yeah, <laughs> you know, to, to see the growth. And it's like, it's one of those things where you're kind of like, you know, oh, the lines are a little bit longer, the price are a little bit more, but damn, I'm happy for Nathan. And I feel the same way with, with you guys, man. Yeah. You know, it, it's, uh, it, it's one of those things where uh, Dave Matthews band came from Charlottesville and I hear stories about people that talked about, oh, well, I saw them in a club with like five people there and now they're playing arenas and stuff like that. But, you know, go Dave, right? It's, it's the same thing, man. And, you know, the, the great thing about it and, and John, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly speak for you. You know, <laughs> when we watched the documentary, y'all were rock stars already to us. And we were, we were fans from the get go and, and to see it. Uh, and in fact, uh, when we started the podcast, we were kind of talking about it. It started, we're almost at a year that we've been doing it. And we kind of talked about, 
you know, oh, what's this COVID-19 thing or, or whatever? And then you're like, it's COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but one of our first initial thoughts were, yeah. what's going to happen with the Mahoning? Let me ask you, Virgil, it's, it's, it's March 13th of 2020. What's going on at the Mahoning? What's going on through the mindset and the thought and, and all of that? Well, when, when we got word that we weren't going to be able to open and that there were uh, a lot of limitations put on every business without exception, even though at that time, our big angle was New York State was allowing drive-ins to, you know, proceed with business. So I never had a doubt that we would be able to find a way to function because of the model of our business being practically the most safe option in this weird new world as far as having to distance and things like that. But it, it definitely was a, a challenge, you know, for us to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, what about our uh, project here in our business would not be considered safe and how do we shift that and um you know allow people to come without any sort of fear of COVID-19 and mm -hmm. we were super lucky to be able to not only be able to open mm -hmm. but offer people such an insanely rich experience because we we did we pivoted we distanced we you know moved our concession uh ordering outdoors and our merch tables outdoors and very much felt more like a, a flea market situation than uh traditionally what we did but it really worked out to the point where we were receiving awards from you know the county and the state for our work with keeping people safe so it's a really um important thing to us to keep our community safe and give people that safe escape every single weekend mm -hmm. so but you reminded me of it when you brought up the band situation because mm -hmm. before my brain totally farted um <laughs> i was gonna say you know likening the place to a band mm -hmm. i get it you have your favorite band and you feel like this is, these are mine. Like this is my mm -hmm. discovery. And then all of a sudden they blow up and they're mm -hmm. everywhere. And you, you kind of miss that, that old feeling that you had that this mm -hmm. personal thing. So I, I know what you're getting at as far as um, you know, the theater kind of taking on a life of its own. Mm -hmm. I tell Jeff, now that the documentary is out, mm -hmm. we're on a magic carpet. It literally swept us up. Everybody's knowing our name now. And we just need to hold on and make sure that, mm -hmm. you know, we can kind of uh, maneuver this thing. So, Absolutely. but yeah, I, I get it. So I, I, there are days I miss the 10 car nights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's, uh, that's super cool. And, and it, but I, I feel that no matter how big the moaning gets and stuff, I don't think you're going to be like, uh, wearing tissue boxes, hold up in a trailer, you're always going to be out there smiling and and, and welcoming people. You know? Oh yeah, we're super so. grounded. Even though we are, you know, doing these higher ticket events, mm -hmm. festivals with big name guests, mm -hmm. we will always have throughout the month those $8 tickets, those $10 double features, those easily accessible things. And for somebody who has grown with us, 
I think they feel very much like you do where they're, they're happy for us. They're proud, but there might be this sense of like, man, I just miss going and watching double features and not mm -hmm. having to worry about getting there early to make sure I get my space and things like that. But oh, yeah. I think that is a, a, an inspiring aspect to this whole thing as well is, mm -hmm. you know, if we were still pulling in 10 cars and it were still a couple people's private drive in, it just wouldn't have the same appeal as, as what it's become going yeah. from 10 cars to regular sellouts is is pretty inspiring from any view when i yeah i must say when the first time i went there and then the second year because a lot the second year well and third and fourth i've just been going by myself <laughs> so that's me five hours up <laughs> five hours back love it but but the thing is um i think it was like vhs fest where i started really feeling well the vhs fest three uh, that was the first time I was like, oh, my God, this is I didn't know this existed for this. Well, I'm definitely going. Dude, I got um, to go to VHS Fest 3, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the poster right <laughs> oh. now. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I, I wanna... I'm like, of, course, I'm like, of course you did. You were there with hey, me. He, he didn't drive by himself <laughs> on that trip. <laughs> oh, <my bad. laughs> but uh, but uh, the whole it feeling like a convention, because like, yeah, like like Rodney was saying, like, because we used to go to horror conventions all the time that felt like a convention and then we're going to have a big movie like well i didn't know even know what the movies were because i just was like okay deadly spawn i recognize that but all these other ones i don't uh, i deadly don't know. prey john no 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 deadly spawn is it deadly spawn yeah that one uh, deadly prey was on there too but oh okay my bad <laughs> yeah it was a deadly year yeah. yes <laughs> just going there back in october you had a a full-fledged monster mania convention there. Yeah, the, literally the largest horror convention yeah. on the East Coast, maybe mm -hmm. maybe in the country as far as uh, notoriety. Oh, yeah. How, with with COVID and everything, logistically, I mean, because it was ran perfectly. Uh, but how, was that a nightmare <laughs> or how? how what? Because because it was I mean, that was an undertaking what you guys did. And I, and I, and, and mm -hmm. I was like, wow, this this is a convention, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of people said last year specifically, like, you guys saved our year because every convention got closed down. Every concert mm -hmm. got closed down. And there literally was zero options. And yeah. then you come to the Mahoning and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can actually be myself and cut loose. What's mm -hmm. going on? But to speak to the undertaking of it all, we've been very smart about taking baby steps every year we will add a new aspect to what we do and as you know uh in those early years we were doing posters we started that really early mm -hmm. and that really gave it this kind of rock concert uh feel where you you make the trip out and you're leaving with a piece of memorabilia in hand you know mm -hmm. and then we started trickling in with the vendors with vhs fest and started adding that aspect to it. Then we started promoting at a lot of conventions, Comic-Cons, mm -hmm. horror conventions, things like that. Um, in that 2016, 2017, when we were first oh. uh, picking up steam. Mm -hmm. So we saw that there's such a huge crossover with what the conventions offer and what our space can handle. So, you know, we just kind of added these things on. So when it comes to putting 40 vendors on the lot and hundreds of people and music and on-screen entertainment and mm -hmm. the films and all that stuff, it very much starts to feel like um, old hat. But sure. it's funny because the things that Matt and myself did in those early years has really spread out to a, mm -hmm. a, like an army. We have now oh, yeah. a, a great 
team of people that uh, keep this ship running. You mm -hmm. know, we have tons of department heads now. And, you know, to think that, you know, three years ago, we weren't even able to pay people. It yeah. was all volunteer staff to now, mm -hmm. you know, having to have these huge undertakings literally almost every weekend. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful kind of force of nature with what we have going on now. Like an evolution. Yeah. And yeah. I think the way we did it again was the right way. If we would have went from like 10 cars to, oh my God, Bruce Campbell can come. Let's <laughs> but yeah. we kind of primed ourselves nicely to, you know, like the year before 2019 was our very first sellout. Mm -hmm. So we prepared ourselves for what, how do we handle a sellout and mm -hmm. how do we do was it? That, was that Camp Blood? Camp Blood. Yeah. yeah. 2019. Okay. Makes sense. But, and it's, it's crazy to think, you know, that even that was like a year ago and mm -hmm. here we are now. And it's, it's a regular occurrence that the lot will sell out and people know that there is some urgency with buying tickets to an event that you really do want to see, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, and that's why, you know, I, I think uh, of Disneyland with you guys, because, you know, what was it Walt Disney said is that it will never be finished right they keep adding stuff to it and everything totally I, you know i mean and that's what you've done and it's been great seeing y'all you know grow prosper uh, and yeah. and prosper uh and you mentioned the the staff um i think everyone from the uh who watches the at the drive-in documentary um you know, they're, they have favorites in there. Like oh, yeah. uh, uh, my favorite, I'm going to go ahead with my favorite. And John, you can give your favorite staff. Of my now, first of all, I love all the Mahoning staff. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I do. Uh, because I mean, from, you know, when I order my food and, and in fact, some of your family helped out at B Bad Family Weekend, Virgil, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, but I mean, that first experience and everything and, and being that, wow, they were in the documentary and wow, they were in the documentary, you know? Um, but my favorite is, uh, is Jessica. I mean, she's just, uh, I mean, there's just something that's just because she was there right from oh, yeah. before y'all showed up. Right. Yeah. She's the longest running. I think this is her 12th season wow. this year. So yeah, she's an absolute gem and all heart. The perfect so example of like what we are for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she she's uh, she's super sweet, and um, you know when it, when I've uh, ordered uh, food and and stuff like that, you know she's uh, if I ask for some a little special or or I have a question, it's like you know hey um, last year you had demolition sauce, can I get demolition sauce? Again? <laughs> you know um, uh, that kind of thing. You know uh, just uh, so that's uh, Jessica's my fair, and and I'm friends with uh, with Jessica and a lot of the staff as well on on socials so uh um you know but uh put it out there jessica's mine john how about you sir oh uh james yes. james t mills all day uh, baby because because uh he wears many hats like oh, yeah for for the uninitiated who have never seen the documentary or even know about the mahoning this past year was he building sets this, this year? last year yes so yeah james has officially taken on the uh, production manager. We used to call him, you know, the set designer, the production coordinator, but he pretty much manages the team for what has become full on set builds. Oh, yeah. And when I say set builds, 
we had for Bruce Campbell, for example, we had the full facade of the side of the cabin or for um, Halloween weekend, we had, you know, the full Myers house there or Nightmare on Elm Street. We totally redid it and had the Nightmare house. So it's that type of attention to insane detail. And James is the reason I think so many people um, there are so many characters to put yourself into in the documentary. James is a really easy one to, to jump into because mm -hmm. he represents the fan, the mm -hmm. ultimate like diehard fan, the guy that's like, look, I don't care what I have to do. I'm here. These are my people. And this is what I'm doing. But to take it the next step and say, I'm going to make this party even better don't pay me, you know, I, I'm going to make this party better with the stuff that I just happen to have. So it's, it's, it's nutty. James is a special, special uh, breed of person. And mm -hmm. when people come and have seen the documentary, they're always asking for James, always asking for Robert. For mm -hmm. sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Robert. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's great that that is an aspect of the documentary that there's so many character types that each person kind of has their one that they put themselves in. And I know it over the years, as we grow, just like some of our favorite movies, where before you were, you know, into the younger kid, and now all of a sudden you're looking at the father like, oh, man, I do get what he's kind of saying. Yeah. I'm sure that'll happen with that documentary where over time I start to relate with somebody else. And I'm in the doc. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, and... and you know, I don't know if you can mention or not. Are there plans for another one? Another documentary? Yeah. Like no. uh, at the drive-in two, electric boogaloo. Drive-in two, electric boogaloo. Nothing not yeah. but break dancing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know there were talks for a little while. Al um, is obviously very busy as a filmmaker. Sure. He just had a, a new movie come out last year called Marionette Land, which is freaking amazing. Um, of course. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if he's, and I get it. Yeah. I don't know if he's trying to become the drive-in filmmaker. Oh, he's yeah. <laughs> really spreading it with the projects that he does. But the beauty of what Al set up for us is what we do at the drive-in is kind of an extension of the documentary. If you're oh, a fan yeah. of the documentary and you come mm -hmm. and like you said, we're kind of putting ourselves out there by name mm -hmm. over the radio or as we walk around the lot, so it's really easy, I think, for people to uh, to embrace that. You know, what Al set up for us and what we do at on the lot is certainly this year going to be expanded. We are about to launch a podcast ourselves and a Patreon on top of that. Yes. So we're going to be trying to really push the video aspect as well, because mm -hmm you know, with some of the people that we're working with this year without mm -hmm. spoiling anything, mm -hmm. we're hoping that we, uh, we have some doors opened for some bigger wow. projects, you know, so it's, it's a blessing, you know, and I, I, I look at the Mahoning as the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, yeah. And sometimes we don't even need to push for it too hard. It just kind sure. of presents itself now. So, That's but awesome. now that we're actively going after mm -hmm. this creative angle, the fire is definitely reignited. Mm -hmm. Um, in my belly to kind of get everybody who can't even come to the theater to possibly get oh. into what the Mahoney is, you know? Oh, very nice. Hell, hell yeah. You know, I mean, because right now, if you're overseas, 
and you know you would gladly buy a plane ticket to come over uh we have a, a friend who lives in ireland a fellow uh podcaster um who uh actually has family in new york he hasn't been able to come over and we've we've told him we was like dude when you when all this is over we're taking you to the mahoney you know <laughs> just just that kind of kind of Aaron. thing he, yeah he's one of us you know uh huge it. fan of horror movies and stuff like that but i mean to be able to be somewhere else and experience that is, is pretty amazing i'll tell you uh you know typically at, at you go to a drive-in theater you get there early and stuff or any theater really you're going to be waiting you know for the show you know the you know you're going to get your food and all of that but man your your radio show that you do there you know with the music and and just the the stories you tell is you know i think i i maybe even when i talked to you once i was like dude are you gonna do a podcast because i would listen you, you've definitely point. planted the seed before yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 man i am i'm super because i'm a podcast junkie and obviously we we do this uh here yeah and you know so i'm dude i'm i'm like super oh stoked. i can't wait now you mentioned that the season is coming and y'all are actually opening up a little early this year, right? We are a yes. month early. Yes. Four weeks early. Yeah. Now the first show every year is Wizard of Oz and Willy Wonka. Yep. Annual season opener. When when did that tradition start with that was always going to be the two movies that, that open the season? I was going to say 2015, I believe. So it was like right off the bat 2015 oh. was our first like full retro season we tried it out um in 2014 and then decided to to really try to pedal to the metal it in 2015 but yeah that was something that jeff it it was programmed by i guess all of us which a lot of the things are even though i'm the quote-unquote booker mm -hmm. um but it's one of those things that jeff really brought to light and said if we do Wizard of Oz every single year, it's almost like the tradition um, on Thanksgivings when it would play on cable and families would all get together and it yeah. would be this thing to look forward to. Yeah. And he was so right. I mean, every single year, people know what to expect as that opener. And it's a, an annual tradition for a lot of people. We've seen kids literally growing up over the last five years coming to that annual every year oh, so great. it's a great drive-in double feature too as far as oh, yeah. just the easiest pill to swallow now with that since you are starting early you've got a date for that opening night yeah yeah april 2nd and april 3rd april 2nd traditionally april. we open at the end of april but we will be right. uh, at the beginning of april this year right around the corner it's two months away now, is there an exclusive that you could maybe throw us a bone or something? Um, remake Double Take is going to return on that second weekend in April, the 9th and the 10th. And this year we are doing The Blob. The original from 56 and the remake oh, from Oh, that's ADA. very cool. Um, and we are super proud to be partnering with the colonial theater nice. for that event which yes you know perfect excuse for us to cross over our fan bases and for those who might not know the colonial is the original theater mm -hmm. in the original blob and they are the home of 
Blobfest. So yes. when I, the idea came to do this, it very much was a situation where I definitely didn't want to step on their toes or their event, their big uh, annual event. So mm-hmm. it kind of worked out perfectly because I reached out to them and said, look, we'd love to partner with you guys as a means to help with your fundraising efforts. Because just like every other indoor theater, they yeah. are you know, currently fundraising to try to keep their funds going and all that. So great opportunity for us to, uh, to spark things out. Um, I can certainly say which annuals will be back. I think at this point, a lot of people know, um, and have their favorite annuals, but Mm -hmm. we are bringing back, um, Vam party this year with a special edition. Uh, I won't spoil that. Mm-hmm. Um, our real rumble weekend, the wrestling event will be back again this year, which was a humongous mm-hmm. success last year. Video game weekend will be back. That's actually nice. announced already. So does that mean that, uh, <laughs> uh, now did James Rolfe came, uh, come to the last one, the video game one, or it's funny because this was announced in 2020 at the beginning and then got pushed back, mm-hmm. um, all the way to the new year, the new season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's going to actually get pushed back another couple of weeks because the new Mortal Kombat is coming out, nice. which happens occasionally. People ask, like, you know, are there films that you can't get? Are there mm-hmm. things, loopholes that, you know, kind of uh, halt you? And that's certainly the biggest one is when a studio decides to do a big re-release in the theaters, like a big Fathom anniversary event, mm-hmm. um, or now every other week a remake is coming out they will normally block off that title so uh, uh, you can't play it and oddly enough since we're talking about the uh, the program with wizard of oz and willy wonka we just got word last week that we can play willy wonka uh, because it was on the blacklist if you will because it's the 50th anniversary uh fathom event but they are certainly not going to be doing it before april so i would imagine <laughs> Yeah. If that's your bag, the indoor theater, you can probably check that out in like October. <laughs> when hopefully uh, indoor yeah. theaters become a thing again. Absolutely. Um, but we sparked a couple new events last year that'll be coming back. We're doing Tromathon mm. again with the Troma guys. Uncle Lloyd. Um, Uncle Lloyd, he's the best. Dude, uh, yeah. our VHS he is amazing. of course, is coming back. And uh, if people have been asking for it, but we are doing Christmas in July this year, and it's going to be a special edition. I'm not going to spoil anything too hard there, but yeah, besides that, you know, it's the the Universal Monsters event, things like that (sighs) that people have come to know, like, oh, I can guarantee this will Camp Blood, Zombie Fest, you know, they're all coming back. Lockerama will be mm-hmm. back, all Harry's goodness. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if it'll announce before this pod drops, but what mm-hmm. the hell? We are kicking off the Tunnel Vision Tuesday right away in mm-hmm. April as well. Yes. And, you know, in pure ex- for anybody who wasn't able to make it out to the Tuesdays, which is pretty much everybody who's not local. Sure. Um, <laughs> Harry was a monster last year. I mean, he's always mm-hmm. a monster when it comes to programming, but the stops that he pulled out for Tuesdays was unbelievable. And they were my favorite events because we promoted as it's a single feature mm-hmm. and you get an extended trailer reel. So wow. normally it would be a 20 minute trailer presentation beforehand. 
And for those who aren't fans of Exhumed films, their library is maddening. So yeah. some of the trailers that we saw last year, I would literally be like shaking up by my car, like, <laughs> oh my God, how does he have this? <laughs> but it's, it's really great. I'm looking forward to what will probably end up being 30 Tuesdays this year. Wow. Oh, wow. Zoom does once a month shows with us and have been uh, the biggest supporters of the Mahoning and really got us going in those early years since day one. Did they seek you out or did you seek them or was it just like through like networking is how you found them? Again, crazy destined situation. (laughs) The first show that we ever did, horror show, As our closer in 2014, we were working with a guy named Don uh, who had a connection to Harry and Exhumed Films. We licensed all the prints, or I'm sorry, rented all the prints from Harry and licensed through the studio. So this is literally 2014, our very first year. And that was the initial connection. Then... um, Yeah, I don't know how it started with like the approach, but we got his um, library um, available to us as far as 35 millimeter prints. For people who don't know, it's no secret now that Exhumed Films has one of the largest 35 millimeter libraries Mm -hmm. in the country, maybe in the world, Mm -hmm. um, to the point where, you know, they... If you go see a retro 35 millimeter program on the East Coast, chances are it's coming from Exhumes vaults. So it's it's pretty incredible. But early on, it was amazing to have such an incredible resource with such a rich um, vault, you know. So we were really blessed and destined in that sense uh, to have met Harry at the perfect time and be teamed up with Exhumed. But our partnership kicked off really early. I think we signed on to that once a month uh, deal like in 2015, like right off the bat. Whenever I, I see that, oh yeah, Exhume, I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to be good. <laughs> this is going to be a, a good sta- lineup. It's a staple of gold, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why those Tuesdays, people know they're in good hands, regardless of whether they can come or not. Like, it, it's we played Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, original on 35 millimeter on a tuesday last year like yeah why? but it sold out you know awesome. total total sellout on a tuesday wow. and you know harry just knows uh where the fan base lies he's been doing it for years exhumed has been doing it for years and they have their finger wow. on the pulse as far as that goes uh i'm gonna call and i'm just gonna get a room at uh, the Mahoney Inn from <laughs> April until uh, October, what, no, October, no, November, November, November one or November second. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna make it really. Hard. People thought last year was hard. Like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, it's funny because we <laughs> we trickle out the events for people who follow us or don't follow us on the social medias. Mm-hmm. We trickle out the events kind of one by one with no sort of teaser ahead of time. So it literally will be this thing of like, oh my god, and mm-hmm. that's for me maybe the most rewarding thing in the off season is to see people literally freak out and be like i'm gonna have the opportunity to see this on 35 millimeter film this year at the mahoney or this person is coming to the mahoney so i really wish i could spoil the the (laughs) the big big show of the year Mm. but it actually may get teased um sooner than later so i just don't want to be the one to break that contract 
I don't mind waiting for Christmas. I can mm-hmm. wait because I know the pay- <laughs> oh, yeah. I know the I know the payoff yeah, is going to be great. Exciting. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, we're fans, so when we get that notification that says the Mahoning has an event that you're interested, you may be interested in. I'm like, stop with the May Facebook. I'm definitely interested in all of it. <laughs> I I just I I can't freaking go. And then I look and I see like ten thousand other people all over the world are also interested in it. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, may I help you? Oh, I'd like two of those, please. Hot dogs? Yes, sir. And three of those, and one of those, and five bars of these, and a cup of that nice hot liquid. Uh, coffee. Uh, coming right up. Oh, and two bags of those peculiar white puffy material. Uh, you mean our crunchy popcorn. Uh, uh, shall I wrap that for you, sir? Oh, that's all right. My saucer's just outside. <laughs> they come from miles to enjoy our intermission. Uh, John actually has been getting the room for around the VHS Fest time at the uh, Mahoney well, Inn like a year in advance, right? I did that last year for 2020. I was like, hey, for VHS Fest, we did not get to stay at the Mahoning Inn. We had to go to an oh, Airbnb. Yeah. Then I started going, I started doing research. I'm like, well, when is this sometimes around? Because I've done, they've done two before. So I went, okay, let me go ahead and set up for this weekend in July. And then everything, of course, COVID. That's so, a smart fan right there. People always <laughs> ask like, oh, when's, when's Camp Blood? When's Zombie Fest? Like they bombard us with questions. And I'm like, if you do a little digging, you'll see that a lot of times we try to keep the annual events um, mm-hmm. on the same weekend. It's funny because those two specifically fall on holiday weekends. So I ended up booking the room almost a year in advance mm-hmm. <laughs> for 2020. Oh, man. And then everything got shifted, but it was a great payoff because that was Batman weekend. Yeah. So it was like, well, okay. You guys announced Batman weekend. I was like, let me get the tickets now. Let me get all this stuff. Oh, yeah. We had a fallout, an event that fell out, which, God, I wish I could remember because it would be an awesome story right now. But <laughs> we literally had to book that event. Yeah, like in zero hour. And Warner Brothers is great with that. And really every studio now is amazing supporters of what we do. We like to include them in in our success. And I very much do look at them as partners in what we do. We wouldn't have had half the success and draw if it weren't for us being a mecca for 35 millimeter Mm -hmm. and the studios supplying us with that and the personal libraries. That's humongous for us. Mm -hmm. So. I like to give them credit whenever I can. Like the studios need credit, right? Right. <laughs> and I mean, and I'll tell you, I was only able to, to hit up the Batmania weekend. John got down there in October. Obviously, you know, the, the plan is like around this time, it's like, all right, I, I, I can fit three weekends in there. I can fit four. Yeah. You know, my goal, I have a 12 year old son. My goal is to get him up there this year yeah, because man. he, he's seen the documentary and he, I told him tonight, I was like, Hey, hey dude, guess what? I'm interviewing Virgil. He's like from the drive-in. And I was like, <laughs> so, amazing. You, know, I love you, you try to plan, you know, and, and you, it's kind of like a, a wish list, you know, and, and sometimes you have to pare it down, but honestly, with the stuff that y'all have got going on any weekend is going to be a great weekend. That's why, you know, you can plan to go to Disney world, you know, on spring break, you know, and you know, you'll see Mickey and you'll see goofy. and stuff. <laughs> I love but, it. But any weekend at the Mahoning that you, that you book and you're like, you know what? I know for a fact 
that, you know, May uh, the 15th, you know, I can go regardless of what's going to be playing. You're That's going to be time. a banger. Exactly. <laughs> exactly hey that might like, be the weekend where it's uh it's video games and james roth will be there totally and, you know uh, you never know you never know it's it's a pretty safe bet for somebody who is a fan of cinema and an open-minded cinephile for sure mm-hmm. the programming kind of becomes secondary in a weird way for people who really fall in love with the place it's mm-hmm. i've been saying it for a long time but it is like a cinematic cheers where mm-hmm. if you keep coming then you kind of naturally start to make friends. Everybody's like-minded. They're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 2020, that was kind of my biggest worry with 2020 was, are people still going to be as, you know, communal? And without that kind of sure. communal experience, is it still going to have the appeal? And boy, oh boy, does it ever. But I can say, since you are talking about bringing your munchkin out, uh-huh. You are doing the work for us for the future and passing Absolutely. it on to the next generation. Because as somebody who has munchkins themselves and who mm-hmm. are uh, dri- drive-in kids, yes, it's it's amazing to see that um, happen on a regular basis. Kids coming their first drive-in experience, or you know, they're, they've become regulars. Mm-hmm. But I have a great story. There's a kid who has been coming for a couple years, young buck. I think this year he might be 17. But he came in all excited uh, 2020 and was telling us about, you know, how he um, got a couple 35 millimeter prints. And we're like, wow, you know, like, that's amazing to be that much of a fan of 35 millimeter to just want to own prints. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, no, I'm installing a 35 millimeter projector in my basement. Whoa. 17. Literally that just like. I looked at Jeff. I'm like, we're doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it's, it's a really great thing. Cause you know, it's that type of spark that I think about it. If I were 13 or, right. you know, 17 and I loved something so much. And then the people invited me into their world, mm-hmm. it would, it would suck me up too, you know? And that, that's why I think we're so open to giving everybody the tour and the, you know, oh, the open yeah. door projection room and stuff like that is, that goes a long way. And that mm-hmm. I think comes from my years in the band as well is the mantra was always give them something to remember for years to come, not something to entertain them for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And what we do at the Mahoning is certainly that. And it's those little experiences that, you know, people will be talking about to hopefully their grandkids one day. You did that for us. You you let yeah. us come in to do a tour. Uh-huh. <laughs> the tour? Totally. And, and when we were sitting in the car, you said, Hey, we got some people from Virginia. And we're like, Hey, that's yeah, us. We were on the radio. Yeah. yeah. For we're a like, little while, we started doing something called the Nelson Award. As you guys mm-hmm. know, in the documentary, Mark uh, oh, drives yeah. six and a half yes. hours to be uh-huh. with us on a regular basis. Uh-huh. So, what we would do is we would have people who traveled a, a long distance come to the booth and tell us how long or where they were from. And then we'd give them a prize, whoever came the furthest. (laughs) We that kind of fell off in 2020, but it's amazing. I mean, you know, you said it, you have fans overseas who are looking forward to coming to the Mahoning. And Mm -hmm. we've had people from all over the world come out out to the Mahoning. It's become certainly um, an international success and something you could have never really planned on. It's funny because Mm -hmm people kind of come looking for advice of like how this thing came to be and how this thing worked. And it's like, we followed our hearts. We, mm-hmm. you know, really pushed and didn't take no for an answer and tenacity and all that stuff. 
So there's not really a formula besides kind of being all heart. And, oh, yeah. you know, I think that's why you guys, um, you know, are finding success with the, with uh, the podcast is it's clear when somebody cares about something, when somebody's passionate about something. And just like that comes through on the radio airways at the Mahoning mm-hmm. that comes through in the earbuds for the pod too, you know? Awesome. It's Yeah. It's infectious. Absolutely. And in fact, you know, the weekend that we went that you did shout us out, you know, I think there, there was a car uh, of people from Canada that came. So we couldn't beat that. We were like, Oh, yeah. oh no, that, what, there, there, there was a carlo from Canada, but then the furthest, there was someone from, there was a group from Norway. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I was like, I went, well, they came the furthest. Right. <laughs> well, they yeah. got us beat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We got a huge Canadian following. It's yeah. funny because the the girls who run the Witchfinger podcast come yes. to VHS Fest every single year. There's staples there. And for those who don't know, you know, they're involved with Kitty, lead singer of Kitty. So it's yeah. like mm-hmm. people go insane when they see them and they're just such sweet, supportive girls. And, you know, what we got going on is a great crossover with what they do as well. So Absolutely. it's awesome. You know, it's it's really great to see, like, you know, especially now that we're so active on social media, seeing people shouting us out where it's mm-hmm. like, what the hell world is this? Yeah. I say that to Mark all the time. We made Mark our official general manager this year. Oh, um, very nice. He went from unpaid snack bar attendant to general manager. So now he has <laughs> to shout about. But, uh, you know, I tell him that it's uh, it's wild to see this whole kind of thing come around and, you know, the the type of planning that it takes now to get the season up and going. But it's going to be a great season. I, awesome. I really can't wait to unleash it. We, we uh, as well. And, and I was going to mention uh, Witchfinger because it was at the VHS Fest 3 that we were at. John points. I was like, dude, 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 I think that's I think that's Witchfinger. <laughs> and you went, no, it's not. I went, yeah. no, I, that's them. Yeah, I was like, there's no way Witchfinger would be here. Right? Um, I, I mean, I actually they actually someone when the group went, hey, hey, uh, can you take a picture of us in front of the screen? I went, you got it. I was like, hey, that is them. That's the beautiful thing is like on any given night, the people that come walking into that projection booth is mind blowing. It's literally our industry. It's the mm-hmm. people that we look up to. It's, you know, um, head producers of studios and people who are filmmakers and, you know, run major magazines that we love and things like mm-hmm. that. So it's really great. I think, especially for the East Coaster, it's it's become kind of this essential meeting ground you know for yeah. the culture and all that stuff so it's a really great um position to be in for sure it's kind of surreal when you see colin hanks tweeting about the at the drive-in documentary right it it's i mean it's just word spreads i mean i'm like i'm like get get with the times colin hanks i've known about this <laughs> For a couple of years, well, you did your. Where were you in 2017, Hanks? <laughs> exactly. Uh, what, what were you still trying to buy uh, records at uh, at the uh, uh, Columbia Records? <laughs> Which was that was a good documentary, the Columbia uh, Records. Oh, amazing, amazing yeah. tower. Yeah, it is. It's it's kind of surreal, and I can't imagine because I because. You know, obviously, aside from from the Witchfinger, and I know I've mentioned James Rolfe now three times uh, during the show, um, who just he just kind of appeared one weekend, didn't he? I mean, uh, and yeah, he those... showed up for Ninja Turtles weekend. Yeah, when and we for those all out and had Raphael there. 
yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For those that don't know, James Rolfe, uh, YouTuber, uh, Angry Video Game Nerd, which, and, uh, and so many other, Cinemassacre. Cinemassacre. Yeah. Have there been any other, like, surprises that you had no idea were there that just popped in, like an, an actor or uh, a director? I know you said you've had many. It happens literally almost every single weekend. But nice. the beauty is the people who become friends with us, you know, and right. become like regular supporters. Right. Um, but um, original editor of Fangoria, Mike Gingold, he's, oh, he's on the lot almost every single weekend oh, and wow. a huge crossover with the Alamo crowd. So oh. a lot of these supporters of the Alamo make their way out to the Mahoning and it's funny because sometimes they won't make themselves known and then we'll see on twitter like huh? what the screenwriter of thor was here or you know <laughs> something random like that where we're like why didn't he come and say hello <laughs> but you know it's 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 beyond inspiring again likening it to a band and somebody who has been pushing to be in a rock star band his whole entire life to literally be in a rock star band with the mahoning is it's a dream come true on so many levels that I have to pinch myself sometimes and be like, you know, when is this bubble going to burst? What's going on? You know, but yeah, again, destined. And I think we are doing something really special now with mm -hmm. this whole change in times yeah. of, you know, having literally no escape and no way to get out of the house and, it mm. takes a serious toll on a person and we're feeling it right now. And my kids. Mm -hmm. So to have a business that offers people a total escape mm. from the madness of the world and politics and COVID is, it, it warms my heart, regardless mm. of any other success that we get. It's like, it feels like now, oh, mm -hmm. this is why the Mahoning is here. This is why the Mahoning built its success over the last five years is to have this monumental escape for our sanity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it certainly is for my sanity. I can say that, you know, if I didn't have the Mahoning, mm -hmm. man, I don't know what I would, would do, wow. you know, especially now with, with sure. Cause if I were in a band that ain't going yeah. <laughs> to us, you're definitely uh rock stars, Virgil. I know that, that you, much. You, you give us something to look forward to. I know for me, I look forward to when I hear, okay, when are they opening? Can I make it this weekend? And I was doing this before the pandemic. If I can do it, I got to go just because it's, it's a, it's normalcy to an extent. And oh, it's yeah. uh, like, I was just thinking like of little things about when I think of the Mahoning, it, it's, it's a beacon in the dark, you know, it's, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's hope, you know, and I, I know this, I'm not trying to sound whatever, but it really is. It's it, true. It really I mean, is. This year it really brought all that to light. You know, I'm not a, a uber religious person, even though I was raised uber religious. It's uh, but it is. It's one of those things. I think there is something uh, bigger at work for definitely my life and the trajectory of uh, what's going on with the Mahoning, because it just seems like it's giving um, so many people kind of a second chance and a breath for, mm. you know, what life can be. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If life wasn't hard before, like, you know, now <laughs> yeah. it's like, come on, now this is in front of me as a hurdle. So mm -hmm. it's just great, awesome. you know, and I hope, and I know it, I know people mm -hmm. are meeting their next producing partners and acting partners and podcasting partners on the lot to be kind of a home for that is, 
is a blessing. Guess what? Guess what would taste good right now to everyone in the car? Candy. We've got your favorite kind at the concession stand. Come on down and pick out the kinds you want to enjoy during the rest of the show. Be sure to get plenty because everyone likes candy, and our big variety is chosen to please everybody's taste. Now, Virgil, since we are fans and also patrons of your beautiful, amazing drive-in theater, um, I personally have uh, a couple things as as a patron that I would kind of want to see. So, I mean, it's just me kind of being a customer, being like, you know, hey... <laughs> Yeah. Are you going to suggest a double feature right now? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I must say, no. Uh, take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> no, no. John kind of knows about this because uh, we we chatted up a little bit. No, no. Um, I love the food, the snack bar food too, man. The freaking hot dogs, the burgers, the special stuff you got going on, uh, the Bad. popcorn, of course. Um, y'all should do like a food challenge, right? You know, like, you know, how challenge. Ma- yeah. You know, like if you, uh, if, if you eat this like five pound burger or if <laughs> Ooh, like, or I even like a, like a, like a trash bag of popcorn or something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, and then, you know, then maybe you get a uh, Mahoning sweatshirt or uh, I like this. Yeah. I like this. You know, we're, we're big fans of contests and raffles and things like that. Yeah. I think we might have a, have some we'll have to tie it into an event yeah well, funny that you're bringing it up because i'm remembering now 2015 we played shawshank redemption and cool hand luke and we actually kicked out the idea of an a hard-boiled egg eating oh, oh, oh my god that would have that gotten bad though right? oh, <laughs> yeah. i mean it didn't work out for cool hand <laughs> we, we were going for any gimmick we could back in <laughs> you're gonna have a guy that looks like george kennedy come on keep on going luke <laughs> but i think i think that would that would kind of be cool because i know like if if y'all had like a like a, a four foot long hot dog or something with chili on it or whatever i oh, would yeah. try it i would try all day it. That's Absolutely. one of the biggest appeals, as you guys know, of coming mm-hmm. to the Mahoning is it's so much more than the movies or the atmosphere and all that stuff. We try to do the specialty menu items every single week oh, yeah. with the themed eats. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really is. It's a big part of the community. You see, like you said, the mm-hmm. same people there every single weekend, weekend in, weekend out, and they become kind of uh, staples and yeah. friends. So. Mark is the best person to have at the register. He's the biggest champion of the Mahoning and Mm -hmm. the perfect smiling face and informative uh, face to have there. And Jess, like you said, Mm -hmm. she's that person that will literally jump over the counter to grab you demolition sauce if you want it. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And and that's why whenever I'm up there and I see the tip thing, I'm like, I I don't feel like I'm putting enough in there. Oh, that's sweet. And Uh, they love that too awesome uh, um it is mark still traveling from new hampshire he lives in new york now oh, so it's okay. a little bit easier to drive, close. but okay. he's literally there every single night he will uh, sometimes wow. drive back and forth you know that two and a half hours or whatever it is from new york now, now uh, again uh, so that's my first thing that i just as a fan and a, a customer i'd like to see i like second, that well thank no. you that's awesome uh second uh obviously we're a big fans of the drive-in and these days when you hear drive-in you think two things one you think mahoning oh yeah two i think you know where i'm going virgil joe bob briggs 
I would love to see Joe Bob Briggs come to the Mahone because Jesus Christ, man, that's that perfect. long moment of silence. <laughs> I will camp out in front right now. If that happens, I'm just saying, as soon as it's announced, I'm, I will camp out. I, well, I will, who knows? Who knows? Know, what the you know, I am not a silent guy, I know. a man who is mm-hmm. at a loss for words. Okay. So you can certainly read between the lines. Right. Now, now, of course, Darcy too would be great. And, Wouldn't uh, it? It would. <laughs> it's almost like a dream. I don't think anyone ever would have that idea or whatever, but. Yeah. um. So yeah. when you talk about the culture of mm-hmm. the drive-in, there is no bigger mm-hmm. um, face to that culture than Joe Bob Briggs. And since we started doing this and have become mouthpieces for the drive-in culture and 35 mm-hmm. millimeter and all of that, there has certainly been many a crossover mm-hmm. uh, with Joe Bob Briggs and people wanting us to partner up with Joe Bob Briggs and the last drive-in and Shudder and all that stuff. And as you guys know, last year we did work with Shudder mm-hmm. and IFC. Mm-hmm. So um, the door has been opened and um, hopefully we can find a great way to eventually work together. It's a little destination I like to call, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, but see, uh, Joe Bob lives in Texas, though, John, and I don't know if he could make so Joe Bob trip. actually lives in New York. They well, I, film, I, ironically, in Texas. So I was kind of being facetious. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that yeah. I know all this stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I can say, I mean, I don't think it's giving anything away, but their mm-hmm. production, I think, is shifting to New York. Um, which makes it a little bit easier. And I can say mm. uh, the last drive-in guys came out to the theater last year oh, for a cool. show. Is that uh, John Brennan? Uh, John Brennan, he does the uh, music. music. So John's yeah, definitely yeah. a crossover there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the producers um, of last drive-in came out mm-hmm. and were scoping out the lot in hopes that they can do some <gasps> shoots there, being that they'll be in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll be close. So... Um, I can say humongous supporters of us. Of course. Um, I wish I could say more. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Let's say, when I come back the next time, I got yeah. the best story ever. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm always open to it. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking like mid-July would probably be a really good time. You know, maybe like the 16th through 18th, maybe. Okay. All right. Yeah, the, I, my calendar is wide open, and uh, my uh, my luxury suite at the Mahoning Inn is going to be ready for me. <laughs> so, man, you you talk about quick, luxury. There's like four rooms, so yeah, it looks real fast. Monsters do have their place in the zoo, in your nightmares, in the deep, in your favorite horror movies. Not in your living room, on your TV. Don't let pay TV be the monster in your living room. Pay TV and cable TV companies are seeking the right to charge you for the very programs you now get free. If you want to stop pay TV and save free television, sign the petition in the lobby of this theater. Let your lawmakers know how you feel in the fight against pay TV and cable TV. There's always this back and forth with Rodney and I, and we we only speak oh, about it on the show, okay. but never okay. in person or never. He thinks that, okay, 
because of COVID again, yeah. uh, movie theaters, and you were talking about it earlier, have, have been hit really hard. He thinks they're going to be extinct. So my theory is you get movie theaters like the Alamo. I mean, the Colonial Theater. I mean, drive-in theaters. Movie going, it, I think when you get the big chains like Regal, uh, AMC, they may not be around, but movie theaters need to become more of an experience-based type of attraction. I don't get that at Regal that I get at the Mahoning. I don't get the 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 Alamo experience at the Regal either. And so I think with uh, on demand and, and and the you know like Wonder Woman on HBO Max. I honestly think that your big box chain movie theaters and the experience they have now where they're overcrowded and they don't give a shit about texting and stuff like that, that shit's going to be gone. So I'm somebody who has the experience now of general managing almost every single one of those theaters that you just mentioned. (laughs) Nice. Um, Nice. In my short career um, Mm -hmm. in the industry, but you're not wrong. I mean, so let let me just put it this way. Being somebody who works on the inside of both aspects of these things, it's night and day. You could never compare the Mahoning to any indoor experience, but especially the big box, because what you're doing there is renting out a seat. Nothing more, nothing less. When you go there, you have zero expectation of fan interaction or really interaction period Mm -hmm. if you go you might you know have the ticket rip you might have the uh concession stand for a couple minutes uh where normally they're not the most friendly people in the world they're you know could care less about you and you're going in and renting that seat for an hour and a half and then you're on your merry way there's nothing special about that even to the point of that was lost a long time ago let's be honest but there were still aspects of a thrill up until recent with the midnight screenings Mm -hmm. the releases the release hard release dates yeah and now that's become a thing of the past Mm -hmm. everything comes out on a wednesday instead of friday to get that extra bump and Mm -hmm. you know midnight they come out at 7 30 in the after you know at night instead of Mm -hmm. midnight so your grandmother can also go see it so it's like there's nothing it's terrible to say because i work in the industry but there's nothing fun about it and this is somebody who loves movies and you know the darkened theater is a personal experience and for a lot of people a religious experience to get their uh their media but the mahoning is is like night and day you know so it's very hard for me to see what's going on with the indoor theaters because, you know, in, in a weird way, I was like, oh, if I can get involved in things, maybe I can push my heart into it and blah, blah, blah. But it, it doesn't matter. You know, they're looking at money. They're looking at bucks. They're looking at you as a number, not a person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think what we have seen over the last year with the um resurgence of the popularity of the documentary and so many more people discovering it has a lot to do with the struggling industry and people 
seeing and maybe knowing that it might take this type of attitude and tenacity and creativity to get people back to the indoor theaters because you know it they're they're showing literally groundhog day and Mm -hmm. your favorite retro movie right now at amc Mm -hmm. but your ass ain't going you know so if it were something a little more special or had a certain appeal to it maybe that could start a movement but Mm -hmm. man oh man is it is it a hard situation but the blessing to all this in my personal opinion is that mom and pops are going to see their resurgence that those two screeners at, you know in in the middle of town will all of a sudden have a draw over you know these big box pump them out type of theaters cuz they might be able to actually put a little heart into their programming and yeah. their experiences and all that stuff so nice. kind of like the um there's a documentary about the new beverly oh, yeah. uh, that Julia uh, Mar- Marchesi great film uh that she did what's the name of it john do you remember uh, out out of print print, yeah uh where i grew up watching i mean going to those two and three theater movie theaters sure when stadium seating came out you know you're like oh wow stadium seating you know and every seat's a good seat i don't have to worry about the tall guy in front of me you know in fairness to john i have said in the past that i think that like regal and in the big boxes that i've been very uh pessim- pessimistic that they're gonna survive this we are in the age of crowdfunding and yeah. like you see on reddit you know mm-hmm. people literally <laughs> sweeping in so it's like yeah. this is an industry that is so loved that is so deep in our souls and our core that there's no way it's ever going to not be there it may shift it may change but in no way is it going to be gone you know you might be right maybe some of those uh those big corporations will get a reality check and uh have to shift things or Mm -hmm. you know realize that maybe what they're doing isn't the right angle but we shall see i think if there's going to be an experiment maybe it should be on uh you know some of these big boxes my whole thing has been we're human beings we we love to gravitate we're, we're too social i mean we, we're going to go to the watering hole no yeah. matter you know where or how far it is it's a different world and i think about that with almost everything that i see now you know sun i just read an article that sundance had their biggest um reception ever as far as people seeing the movies because everything was available online this year and you know um, can almost guarantee south by southwest is going to be the same sitch so if you're a big event organizer and you know putting on all this work to you know sell tickets and get people to your your little venue and blah 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 and then they find out, oh, wait, I can play to the world and they'll come. Mm-hmm. It's it might you might see a huge shift with with more than just movies, you know. Sure. Yeah. But I guess that's the age we're in now. John, I think that you and I are both right and you and I are both wrong. So I'm, so I'm very excited <laughs> to see what happens. Like, Absolutely. it's crazy. Like, I was going back on videos uh, on my phone, and I took a video of my last shift at the AMC, mm-hmm. and just kind of walking around the empty theaters, being like, "What 
what happened like this is weird and it's crazy it, it really is like i would have never thought an industry with that much heat and that much importance in people's lives and all that could be super challenged but mm. you know here we are the the world is totally different you know and it's sometimes it's maddening to even like think about I, i'm a big supporter of distraction and that's why i run the mahoning driving <laughs> so you know i try to keep myself distracted as often as possible to not see the world crumble around us right <laughs> please replace the speaker on its rack when you're ready to leave failure to do so will damage both the speaker and your car we'll be grateful and so will the patrons who follow you now, uh, before we kind of wrap things up, John, did you have any other questions, sir? I wanted to mention uh, you, you guys partnered up with Rico's Nachos, which is amazing. Mm. That is so awesome because I because I love I love that that uh, that drive in intermission commercial. It's so great. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. You, you can literally hear the sea come from mm -hmm. across the lot. And for people who aren't familiar, Rico's Nachos is. Um, an incredible staple of the drive-in culture and maybe has the finest piece of advertising ever to touch an intermission reel. So That's look amazing. that up. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> oh, it's it's amazing. Hi, folks. I'm Rico. I'm Nacho. He's Peppy. See. You can find us at the concession stand in the lobby. Along with all sorts of other tasty goodies. See. Rico's Nachos, a refreshingly new and different snack discovery. Chock full of high-quality ingredients, crisp, fresh tortilla chips, covered with creamy-aged cheddar cheese, topped off with zesty jalapeno pepper rings. Rico's Nachos, out of sight. Remember, folks, we're the new star at the snack bar. Rico's Nachos, a new taste treat you can't beat. See? Rico's Nachos, on sale at the snack bar now. Um, and also, too, I wanted to thank you uh, for introducing me because uh, when we went to VHS Fest to the Mr. Nasty Insult VHS. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we, we definitely have Matt to thank or not thank for that. <laughs> for some people, they're like, Mr. Nasty, where did this come from? What is this? I'm Mr. Nasty, the insult hitman, and I've got a contract on you. The person who hired me thinks you're ugly. You know, if they put all your brains in a piss ant, it would walk backwards. You know, in your high school yearbook, you were voted worst. Something we've tried to carry on through VHS Fest. This is so it's yeah. so cringy and brilliant at the same it's time. Perfect for the Mahoning screen. It, very. It. <laughs> yeah. I miss the nasty. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and of course, we're quoting it the whole five and a half hour drive home. Oh, yeah. Mr. Nasty stuff. Hey, guys, gotta eat. I miss the nasty. I love it. <laughs> oh man. Well, Virgil again thank you so much uh for your your time mm -hmm. um i know you've got a lot of planning to do and a lot of prep right <laughs> yes uh, where can people follow you do you want to throw out some handles and follows yeah and totally yeah. definitely the social medias are our home our means to contact with the mahoning mm -hmm. facebook you can find us at mahoning drive-in theater 
Instagram at Mahoning Drive-In Theater, Twitter at Mahoning D-I-T. And if you want to check us out online, MahoningDIT.com, you can get all the dates, the deets, the ticks, all that good Mm -hmm. stuff. And since it's plug time, I got to say, keep an eye out for the Patreon. If you're mm-hmm. somebody who's listening and are like, I have no means of going to the Mahoning, but this sounds like a cool project. Toss $4.99 a month at us and help support there you go. Um, our ongoing fundraising effort. And you'll get a lot of stuff in return. For people that don't know, we crowdfunded for our toppling marquee, oh. um, which is a huge staple of the, the Mahoning. Mm-hmm. Um, and as well as a quarter of our screen, which got taken out um, mm-hmm. two years back and was literally saved by crowdfunding. So it's and, a beautiful and, world that we live in. And the marquee looks great now. It's like when it's you incredible. drive in, you, you drive, I mean, even before you drive in, you go, oh, there it is. And it's pointing right to it. Just follow the arrow. Just go down that road. Oh, it's, yeah. it's right there. Whenever we come into town and we, we come in and we see it and we're like, we're here, we're here, dude. And then let's go check mm-hmm. in. It's, 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 it's again, it's a, beacon. we're here. Let's go hit up the Walmart and check yeah. out. <laughs> let's go get some barbecue. Mm-hmm. Let's go to some Walmart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah okay. I feel you. I feel you. Well, um, before uh, we stop recording Virgil, I'm just going to ask you uh, that uh, when I stop recording, uh, stick around for a couple minutes uh, because I want to get a couple of juicy details that we're not going to broadcast. <laughs> you got um, it you know i was planning on it anyway absolutely absolutely <laughs> that's why i say like if you see me at the theater mm-hmm. i'm terrible with a closed lip so mm-hmm. it's very easy to kind of work your way up and be like hey what are you brewing <laughs> like, well let me tell you my life story <laughs> oh yeah yeah i know when 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 we line up in an in interview or, or what have you it's like the first thing we want to do is tell everybody, but then you're like, what if it doesn't happen? You know? So, <laughs> yeah. So in the uh, books, baby. In the exactly. Books. Definitely Virgil. Thank you. Uh, this has been a great um, uh, start to our second year as a podcast. Yeah. Awesome. And, and, and yes. And, and thank you so much for, for doing this and yeah. uh, you're an inspiration, sir. You're, you're, and, and I feel like we're one of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's so true. I can, uh, we can certainly smell our own. (laughs) But you guys have been incredible supporters of the Mahoning, of me, um, and certainly everything that we do. And, you know, just like we were an open book when you guys were thinking about opening up the drive in, Mm -hmm. um, we're uber supporters of what you guys are doing with your creativity and pushing this podcast forward. And anything that we can do to help you guys out or shine a light on it, you know, we're all about it. I'm looking forward to the next one already. Awesome. Brilliant. Virgil, uh, thank you very much. And for the Plastic Fangs podcast, I've been John Ramsey. And I'm Rodney Self. And our guest tonight has been Virgil Cardamon, MahoningDIT.com, baby. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.